It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Charlie Tuesday to everyone as Auburn message board legend Charlie Five joins us. Charlie Five. Um, there's been more and more talk about Auburn adding another quarterback in the portal. Yes. Um, Robbie Ashford, heck, he could commit as soon as we, you know, say that we're done recording today. It seems like um, it seems like Auburn is is all over this guy. And so, uh, your general thoughts about adding a guy like uh, like Ashford to the roster? Uh, well, it's always good to add, you know, six four, two twenty, and super athletic uh, into the room. Um, he's very still probably very raw i think he was he just out athleted people at high school in hoover oddly enough his first ever start was against bo nix uh that on espn mm-hmm. I, I believe and he threw for like 350 yards he's the best quarterback on the field um he's got a lot of talent um not very polished as a passer yet but you're adding a this is that's like adding another to me he's got four years to play so it's like adding another uh, another freshman to the room mm-hmm. um just one that's you know got a lot of physical gifts that um that can't be I guess taught. It's just you're just blessed with it. So yeah, he's probably not going to be uh, much of a um, threat to challenge for the starting job. But um, I mean, competition makes makes everybody better. That's what we talked about last year, right? We had to get Bo Nix competition. We got to get TJ. We got to get um, guys competition because sure. we don't want to hand anybody the job and whatever. So you're going to have, you could have a four-way battle um, in the spring and that could be, you know, that could yield big dividends for Auburn moving forward. What does it say about a guy like D Davis? If Harson goes out and gets a dude like this, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you just said is kind of what people are saying about Davis, but Davis is already in your system. Davis was a better high school player, but as far as, you know, what they offer at the college level, it's, it's similar. It's not the exact same, but it's similar. And if I'm if I'm Davis, I'm just sitting there. It's like what what are you trying to tell me, Coach? Well, I don't. I, does it really say anything about D. Davis, or is it sort of just one of those perfect storm type things where clearly you got a bunch of spots open because you've had you know multiple players leave? I think it's somewhere around you know thirteen or fourteen or so leave. Uh, and a kid from Hoover High School, a good program that turns out uh, good talent, yeah. uh, is just right there, wanting pop, you know, reaching out to you, wanting to come back. Um, does it? What does it hurt? I guess um, I don't know, know that necessarily. It's a personal well, debt. I, uh, I think you know. it hurts you from a, you know, <clears throat> is this worth it when there's so many other needs on this roster? Like, does Auburn need another backup quarterback right now? I don't okay. think they do. Well, the thing is, and, and I hear this a lot, and I don't think you're – I don't mean this negative or anything like that. No, let me like, have it if I'm wrong, man. You can do multiple things at once. 
Like there can be multiple things going on at once. So yeah. because you're because you get a quarterback, that doesn't mean you're not investing time in other places as well. You see what I'm saying? So like, and there's clearly a lot of there's there's multiple scholarships open right now. So um, but there's not I don't that think many, but there's like we're thinking there's seven ish, right? Isn't that kind of what we're all kind of throwing at the the? Is it more than that? No, you the seven thing is just it. The, the seven is free. In other words, you get to add. If you lose seven, you get to add seven without it counting towards your. But so, but we have number. we have what? I think we have sixty guys on scholarship. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. And then we added seventeen, like and so that gets us to seventy-seven plus okay. the three guys that have transferred at the time of this. So we got Jason Jones, DJ James, and Zach Calzada. So that gets us to eighty, and so then so you can have eighty-five. So we have five scholarships available. Is my math wrong on this? I don't think your math's wrong on this. I just think that there's – that may not be the end of people – I mean, attrition. It may just may not be the end of attrition before uh, fall camp gets here. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I don't think Robbie Ashford is keeping um, a scholarship away from somebody that we may need at another position. Yeah. Um, we're just not really landing those guys right now. Yeah. You still got to find a way to get multiple offensive <clears throat> linemen. And I think you need I think you need multiple wide receivers and I do too. I do too. I mean you need to be positive one or two guys, or right now we are negative one guy in the wide receiver room. So correct. Not the greatest Unless, look as you know the the spring semester has started. Running correct. kind Wednesday, of running out of time. So Wednesday, tomorrow is the I mean the ultimate last day that we can add anyone that can be here for spring practice. Yeah. So l- tomorrow is the the ultimate last day. And, and, and you and I think that you know that it matters more for some positions than others. Than others. You know, you probably want offensive linemen or receivers go through spring to build rapport That's with like the quarterback. The <laughs> um, that would be like the most critical. I would feel like for yeah. timing purposes and uh, development purposes for offensive linemen, but. Um, yeah, at least like as of now, I'm not it, sure that's going to happen. DJ James is here, but it's like if DJ James were to miss spring, like would it be a big deal? Like probably not. Like Eculiota missed it last year, wasn't a big deal. But um, you know, by Darius Knight and guys like that were late. But still, it's just I, I think it's a big reason why Finley, when he was kind of put in, I don't think he was actually able to compete because he wasn't here for the spring last year. I, I think that stuff really ma- big. Spring is when you build a football team. And then sure. fall practice is when you get ready for the season. Exactly, because spring you can afford to give. Spring is a lot like a bowl practice. A lot of times, like bowl practice, it's like that extra bowl practice, kind of like an extra spring. Because you always hear about younger guys getting mm-hmm. getting opportunities, and you're right. It's a time that you can you can split up and play play against each other. Most uh, get a lot of people different reps, and um, you real it's. I just it's I think it's such an advantage for high school kids to get in early that that you see the like majorities of classes now right. come in early and it always uh, pays huge dividends. Um, but yeah, I, um, unfortunately, it does not look like we're going to add any offensive linemen or wide receivers unless there's a big surprise that will be here in the spring. Now there could be some in the in the summer, reporting May or June, uh, but as of right now, it's not looking. Very promising. Right. So let's talk about offensive linemen just for a second, Charlie sure. Five. Mason Brooks is a guy that Auburn fans wanted. He commits to Ole Miss. Um, 
it seems like the it's, newest uh, the newest tackle that Auburn is pursuing is the guy from Vanderbilt, Steen, yes. Tyler Steen. Yes. Um, yeah, seems like Auburn's pushing hard for him now. He's the latest one where Auburn's like, okay, you know, maybe we can get him. Sure, a lot of promise there. I mean, he is a three-year starter at Vandy. Um, he started off at right tackle, and then I think he ended up finishing at left tackle. Um, the the breakdowns I've seen is he's a really good run blocker, maybe not quite as polished as a pass blocker. Um, it's just one of those things that we're, we're so severely undermanned on the offensive line, especially at tackle. Anybody you add, especially somebody that has SEC experience, uh, can't do anything but you would think can't do anything but help. So again, he can't enroll until I think May or June, which is just sucks bad. Um, yeah. But but um, you know it's it's another another person that you that you can you can go for and hopefully add to your add to your squad for the upcoming season and you know get him here, get him in the weight room and see what he can do. Right. It's a Charlie Tuesday coming up. We'll talk about. Um, more guys that have entered a transfer portal for the Auburn Tigers. And then we will also chat with Zepp Jasper, starting Auburn um, point guard. So, all right. Hey, uh, Bet Online wants to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue doing what we all love, watching sports and making money while watching sports. Because, look, if you're listening to this show, you know your stuff. And it's time for you to put your money where your mouth is. Go to betonline.ag, make a free account, and then when you deposit some money to your account, use promo code LOCKDOWN. You get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is free money for you to play with. So betonline.ag, where the game starts. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Charlie Five, J.J. Pegues has entered the transfer portal. He follows one of the you know, several defensive linemen that have entered the portal now. Um, most recently, yep. Lee Hunter. Um. Did Lee Hunter go to Georgia? By the way, was that a fish? I know he tweeted a picture or like a video of a bulldog. Is that? Yeah, he kind of he's kind of putting it out there that he, unless it's I'm going to tweet a new favorite or a new person, new team. I think Tennessee, Florida State, and Georgia are like the top top teams um, that mm. clearly were talking to him. Um, yeah. bef- you know, on the on the front end, which you know I don't doubt that we've done that too. So that's not that big a deal. But yeah. Um, and it hurts to not have a defensive line coach yet. Um, it hurts to not have a defensive line coach yet to be here uh, to reassure these kids that um, everything's going to be okay. Um, I don't think Lee Hunter or JJ necessarily are huge losses to the 2022 team. Right. Um, but, you know, it hurts. I think JJ could be a first-round pick. I think eventually JJ Begeese could be – I think JJ Begeese could be a first-round defensive tackle. Uh he last, if you think about it, last year was his first year really playing that position, and there was multiple times that you saw him flash. Um, you know, one more year, uh, and then you know, his going into a senior year, I think he could be a really good player. If Ole Miss gets him, I expect him to, you know, 
be a very, very good player. And then Lee was probably only another year or so away uh, from being ready too. So just hurts for the future. Um, uh, this is on Tuesday. So when we record this on Monday night, I'm really pulling for Los Angeles to win because I really want uh, Buckner. I want. I really want the Arizona. Yeah, I was defensive. about to say, I think the next defensive line coach coached last night. So we'll see yeah. uh, depending on what happens there. Um you got to have to get some money yeah. in though. So, sometimes these things seem to take a little too long. Um, and may, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just exaggerating that, but sometimes it seems like, I don't think you are exaggerating. They should. Yeah. I don't think you are. JJ Pegues is like one of the more fascinating players, you know, his story yes. at Auburn. Cam yep. Petway is still the weirdest one. As far as, you know, the lore of Cam Petway, that will, that story will always fascinate me, but JJ Pegues is up there. More so because of the fans' response to J.J. Pegues than, than actually J.J. Pegues himself. Camp Petway was all in the field stuff. Well, not really, right. but, I mean, it was a lot of it. But, um, you know, just the the obsession with a 300-pound tight end and then, like, <laughs> the coaching staff convincing him to change sides of the ball. I mean, just a wild, wild era of Auburn football. The J.J. Pegues storyline has been... Crazy. We'll always have the JJ cat forever. We'll get to remember that for the rest of our lives. JJ, you'll always be a piece of our heart. Auburn fans were begging for a 300 pound man to get the direct snap. That will never happen again. Ever. Oh God. Ever. He did a spin move and he did one spin. Oh, spin move and a hurdle right into our heart and he'll be there forever. The spin move heard around the world. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, that was just a, like, how we can, were can all just, just cool with that. What's up? Let me just stop you for a second. Let me stop you for a second. That was an actual thought. Like, this was a game plan. This mm-hmm. was an actual thought. We're going to put a 300-pound dude in the Wildcat with no head start, full head of steam. He's not coming downhill. He's going to receive a shotgun snap, and then we're going to expect him to do something with it. Like, I just – oh, boy. You want to know what's crazy? Good times. Charlie Five, you want to know what's crazy? People listening right now – we're like, yeah, we should have done it more. They were saying they may not have been saying that now, but at the time it was happening, people were begging for it. People I, were begging I, I, for I, that to happen. I know. I don't get it, but we got that, it. That to we'll me that was it. when it was like, okay, other coaches have to be making fun of us. Like <laughs> they have to be. When when defensive coaches were prepping for Auburn and they got to those plays, they had to be like, I hope they do this every time. Sub out, take a breather. Sub in, so let's take a breather really quick. No, Unreal. I mean, and then five minutes after Nick Eason is on campus, he gets him into his room. It's just he was just he was meant to be a defensive tackle. Meant what in the world? Tackle. I mean, just absolute craziness, absolute craziness. Um, hey, before we get into the conversation with Zep Charlie Five, you want to? What do you think about this Auburn basketball team? Boy, they are so much fun to watch. Um, I don't even get like mad when we get down. Like you just kind of feel like at some point in time they're just going to will their way back in, uh, back into and it may it typically is led by Katie Johnson. Uh there's just so many so many guys that you just when you try to pick out your favorite player you're like dang, I just love I love Zepp. I love Zepp is your favorite I, player. Zepp's my favorite, but I, I love Zepp starting. I love Zepp starting and coming in and you know you're not going to turn the ball over and you're mm-hmm. going to get your offense going. Um, and then you can bring Wendell off the beat uh, bench to shoot um, 
you know, 60 foot three pointers. Like right. it's just, and then you got Jabari that can close it out. I mean, it's just, it's man, it's just, you throw alley oop to Devin Cambridge from the rafters. Um, there's just so much, so much. It's fun an embarrassment thing. of riches, man. I mean, they, this team could do everything. Unsung stat of the year. Unsung stat of the year. Yes. Dylan Cardwell plays 12 minutes a game and averages four blocks. <laughs> Dylan Cardwell plays 12 minutes a game and averages four blocks. That's that's insane. That is that's insane. insane. He's like that's fifth in the SEC in blocks, I think. And he plays like 12 minutes a game. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Just Bruce, what Bruce has done is, is phenomenal, and uh, we better – really really appreciate this this team because um they should have been number one this week uh i feel like with the the resume is just not even you know remotely close Mm -hmm. uh, uh, between us and gonzaga but uh you win these next two games which i think they're gonna the the two the, the two ranking may have been really good for this week's intensity because uh justin hokison put out that he went to practice today and they were absolutely going bananas like they were just going so hard so competitive so georgia could the the spread may need to be like 22 or something like that um and i may still take it i think they're going to absolutely destroy georgia (laughs) they're georgia is so bad they're really bad how does tom crean still have a job it's crazy i hope they don't fire him i hope they i hope hope he's there forever Georgia, forever. please hold on to Tom Crean. He is precious. Yes. You need him to lead your program for forever. Imagine. Don't what pay Katie him Johnson. six million. The six million buyout's not worth it. Hold on to him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and there's no telling how fired up Katie Johnson may kill kill a human. There's, he's going to be so fired up. So. Unreal. Uh, and then you got Kentucky. You win those two games, especially the Kentucky game, and I think you'll be number one. So no, the Kansas uh, Riders going to like move Auburn to eleven or something like that. <laughs> yeah yeah for whatever reason ken palm's not giving us the computers aren't giving us a lot of love i can't apparently really that apparently the first half of Ole miss like ken palm hate like we did not do well first half Ole miss i don't fully I don't understand that. what all goes into the analytics of that stuff i believe it i believe that that stuff's accurate but sure you gotta think defensively ones, defensively like i mean we've got to be up there, they scored like twenty four points in the second half, or twenty seven <laughs> points in the. I mean, it was something. something and they've dumb. got to they account. Made, I mean, Ole Miss's I, first half was almost perfect. Oh yeah, it was the most perfect half, and then we were only down by six. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the answer? I'm not. I can't say all the words that uh, that the guy said. But there was an Instagram in the comments. Um, it was under one of Katie's pictures, and uh, it was a Ole Miss hoops fan. He was like. KD, at one point in the game when you were shooting a free throw, you uh, looked me right dead in my eye and basically told me to sit down and shut up. And he said, in that point in time, I knew we were going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, he knew he knew the game was over right then and there. And, I mean, that's just the kind of stuff. You just take over, shut people down. when You make adjustments and shut people down. And I, it's the most fun I've had in a long time watching basketball. Well, yeah, this team is the first Auburn team since 2010 football where, like, I remember being down in the Iron Bowl before the comeback yeah. happened and at halftime looking at my dad like, yeah, we're going to win this game. And we were down 14 to Ole Miss, and I looked at him and was like, we're going to win this game by double digits. And oh. we, won, we won by nine, and they almost got there. But, I mean, it's just the 
the fight in this team is just oh yeah you can't compete with i have it. receipts i have receipts when it got down to like when we got if i said if we get inside 10 points we're still going to cover so yeah. i got receipts hey, one more football us. topic before we move uh move into the conversation with zep um i meant to bring this up earlier eugene asante a yeah. linebacker from north carolina he is picking yep. apparently soon between auburn and maryland yes so there you go. I've been saying this whole time, I'd like one more linebacker. I don't really care who it is, and I think you can go with the bigger thumper linebacker, the smaller, more athletic. Just kind of looking at him, this guy looks be more athletic. It may just be because he's wearing a single-digit number. He wears seven, but still. He looks so fast. Um, yeah. I, Can't I think wear so. seven at Auburn. Nope. No. Nope. Yeah, he's uh, he, he could be a good at, I think, if I had to guess, he, I'd say he probably ends up choosing Auburn. I think he got his, he had some grade stuff he had to work out. And uh, if it's a defensive player, we'll probably get him. Yeah, sure, sure. And then, I mean, you think about his stats are not going to wow you, but if you think about the ACC and, um, you know, that that style of football that's played there, that's not a lot of downhill run stopping and stuff like that, it's sort of, you know, spread out. So it sort of kind of neutralizes the impact that a linebacker can have on the game. But this kid's he's fast and he's athletic, and I think he could be he could be be a good player, right. Uh, Charlie five, how can people find you here? You support you all that good stuff. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five. Uh, you can find me on auburnlive.com, the corner message boards or Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the dad bod golf pod. That is Charlie five. It's a Charlie Tuesday coming up in just a moment. Conversation with Zep Jasper and quick disclaimer. We recorded this just a few minutes before the polls dropped. And so, um, if some of the questions are, don't fully make sense, that is why. Hey, today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Look, a lot of folks have the New Year's resolution to get healthier or to lose weight. Um, losing weight was a big part of mine, already down eight pounds on the new year. And Built Bar is a huge part of that. Just uh, Most of their bars, just 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. A Built Bar a day Makes you awesome. I don't know. But go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at built.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Zepp Jasper joins the show now. Of course, the Auburn guard himself. Congratulations on a successful business trip to Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, how was that? Um, It was a great trip, uh, great road trip, um, great win, and a great atmosphere. Um, I give hats off to Ole Miss. They're a great team. They came ready to play. Um, they knew coming into this game, you know, Auburn would be a big game for them. Right. Um, with being nine and one at home, you know, we, we knew it was going to be a tough game. We knew they was going to come out and play hard. But it was just about us executing, um, being ready to play, being being able to finish the game. Um, you know, basketball is full full of runs. Right. Um, knew Ole Miss was going to make a run. We knew they was going to start off the game hot um, because, you know, they got a record of, you know, starting games off hot. Mm-hmm. But um, we just wanted to break that curse. Um, you know, 
I think it like three and nine versus versus Ole Miss, and there was zero and two last year. Um, we just wanted to wanted to you know break the curse and show this year. You know it's gonna it's gonna be a change year, and, and you know we're gonna change that record this year. Yeah, it seems like the teams that have given Auburn the most trouble in the Bruce Pearl era. So you know the last several years have been South Carolina. You guys went there and won. Florida, you took care of business against them. Alabama, obviously you, you guys will play them again, but you know, 1-0 against them this season in Tuscaloosa. And then Ole Miss, and you guys went to Oxford and took care of business there. So, I mean, this team feels different, Zepp, and we're recording this just a few minutes before the polls come out, and it doesn't matter if you guys are one or two. Regardless, you guys uh, will be seen as the best team in college basketball by the vast majority of national riders. What... What does this mean for this team moving forward, getting, you know, a ranking in this high level of praise at this point in the season? Well, um, you know, it's accomplishment. It's history. You know, um, you know, growing up, you know, all, all the players, all the teammates, you know, um, growing up, you see college basketball. You look at college basketball. You see number one teams. That's what you dream of. Right. Um, it's just a big accomplishment in life. You know, growing like it's it's super big. You know, when you have kids, you're gonna tell them, "I played for the number one basketball team in the world one time in the country, <laughs> Auburn Tigers." It never happened in in a long time, in a minute. You know, over a decade. Yeah. So that that's pretty big. You know, for the community, the people, family, friends, it means the most because it's like we work so hard for this. I always talk about on each show, we climb the ladder, and I feel like. We climbed the ladder. We, we moved up each week. We showed people why we improve, why we progress. Um, because, you know, we wasn't getting the respect we wanted. And and we was cool with that. We just wanted to show people why Auburn can be on top. Absolutely. I, I just, you know, I've been an Auburn basketball fan, Zepp. Uh, I, I, you know, I cared more about Auburn basketball growing up than I did Auburn football. I, I just remember going to Beard Eves games with my dad. He would pick me up from school and we'd go grab a bite to eat in Auburn and then we'd drive over to Beard Eves and, and watch Auburn basketball. And at that time, we weren't very good, but you know it, it was still you know fun to be a part of it. And now seeing this ascension that you guys have been on over the past few months has been a blast. And obviously the Final Four run, you know the team from a few seasons ago was really, really special, but... You guys seem to have figured, I mean, just the the chemistry that you guys play with. And, you know, you guys were down 14 on the road at Ole Miss, but you still had the feeling I looked over to my dad and we were watching the game this weekend. Like, I think, I still think Auburn's going to win this by double digits. And you guys were a point away from doing that. It's just something about the way you guys play and the tenacity and just, you know, the, the relentless force of pressure that you guys have on both ends of the court. Um, it, it, it's fun to watch, and I imagine it's really fun to play. Um, it's very fun to play. You know, bringing that energy every night. Um, like I said, Ole Miss, we was on the road. You know, um, I think we was like the neg- negative, negative nine, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I seen some reports, um, saying they would think we would lose it in Oxford, and um, it kind of, kind of put fuel to the fire. You know, seeing yeah. those reports, it's like. You know they already already doubting us, um, and it just it just it pumps you up. And um, you know coming to the game, 
Like I said, we knew they was gonna gonna play super hard. Um, but we knew we had to play super hard too. We knew we had to come with the the, the most intensity. We have we had fans just like they had fans. That was that was my biggest pet peeve of that game. We we had fans. It, it basically was like a home game. They yeah. had a little bit of old fans. but I love the fans for for bringing that intensity to the game. Like that, what made us win that game. Our fans was crucial in that game. Without our fans, we wouldn't have won that game. Like that was a key aspect of winning that game. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't know um, that it was key for our fans to be there. Sure, absolutely. And so, uh, obviously, you guys take on Georgia this week, but. You know, I know you guys aren't looking ahead to this weekend, but fans certainly are uh, with Kentucky coming to town. So what does this week look like for you guys with first Georgia, which is obviously a huge rival, and then Kentucky, you know, the the cream of the crop as far as talent in the SEC? Well, it's going to be a big week. It's a big week. We hot on the map. You know, everybody loving us right now. Yeah. Um, We just got to show the world why Auburn Tigers is the best team in the nation. This is a crucial week for us against a against a good Georgia team and, and versus a great Kentucky Kentucky team. Um, both teams are going to come in hungry and gritty. They're going to come in playing super, super, super hard. We got to stay focused. We got to stay locked in because it's like we got a target on our back. Yeah. Each game, each game, each opponent is going to bring it, bring it, bring their A game. And we just we just have to keep it rolling. Um, I just I just think if we keep it rolling, we keep we keep playing hot, we keep playing the way we playing. Nobody can stop us. Yeah. But this will be crucial. We have to whether we want our number two, we have to stay on top for long as we can. We always bound to lose a game or two, but we have to stay on top long as we can. Right. It is it is definitely crucial. I want to show. I want to. I want the world to know. Auburn Tigers is serious. Yeah. This this is not a fluke. We're going to be in the top two, top one, for weeks. Not no one week. Not no two weeks. Yeah, and and I think the depth and the way you guys play together are are um are proof of that. Zep, you know, you've talked in the past about Bruce Pearl. He never quits coaching. You know, you've quoted him before saying, like, why are you guys excited? You haven't, you know, you didn't win anything. What um, what were some of the things that you guys have taken away from that, you know, the win in Oxford against Ole Miss? What are you guys taking from that and trying to apply it moving forward? Well, um, you know, I, I don't learn so much uh, from Coach BP. Um, you know, Winning early is winning, but you don't celebrate right now. You mm-hmm. celebrate when the nets get cut down. You know, we might be 5-0 in conference right now, but we still got a job to finish. Right. We still, I mean, we still got to go. Um, we still got more to, we got more to do. Um, we'll celebrate when we win, when we, when we win the whole thing. That's when we'll celebrate. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to celebrate now. So it's like you, win a, you, you take one game at a time and win each game. And, you know, your end goal is, is to win the championship. And that's when you be happy, you know. Um, and, and never take each team for granted. The same way we play, the same way Georgia, we're gonna, we got to play the same way we're going to play against Kentucky. Like, they both are good teams. They all can play. So it's like, you know, um, never, never settle. Never settle. 
the goal is the goal is to win each game and the goal is to win as much as we can. Right. Absolutely, Zep. Uh, best of luck this week. As you said, you got two big ones. Um, and it's gonna be that way pretty much every week for the rest of um, the rest of the season now that we're in the middle of of conference play and you got the you know the SEC Big Twelve challenge in there as well. So best of luck for these next two and we'll talk again next week. All right, appreciate you, man. And that does it for today's edition of the show. Thank you so much to Charlie Five. Thank you so much to Zepp Jasper for joining us. Tomorrow it's a War Report Wednesday. Right here on Locked On Up. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.